for listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We've got a good Thursday show for you. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Joey's season. I gave you all the spoilers yesterday, at least up to this point. I'm going to talk about tomorrow's, or excuse me, not tomorrow's, today's podcast that comes out in a couple hours, Number the weekly podcast, number 361. I mentioned at the end of yesterday's podcast, I don't know how many of you heard it, I really want you to listen to today's because it is excellent. We are going to talk about the biggest pop culture story in my life that's happening that we just found out happened on Tuesday night. We're also going to talk about Survivor and the challenge new season started last night. I didn't watch it, (laughs) but we can discuss. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start out talking a little bit about Joey's season. As you know, today begins episode number seven in Jasper, Alberta, Canada. There are six women that are left. Kelsey A., Kelsey Anderson, Kelsey Toussaint, Maria Gorgas. Is that how you pronounce her last name? I don't know. Georges, I don't know. Daisy Kent, Rachel Nance, and Jen Tran. Here is something that I have not said yet and just want to throw out there, but I'm going to put a caveat to it because I know how people react. Everybody wants to know every season who's the villain. And we know over the years when it comes to this show, villains take all sorts of traits, personalities. Some are way worse than others. And the definition of a villain on this show, really all it has to be is somebody that does something that strays away from the norm. If you're somebody that keeps to yourself, you're looked at as a villain. If you're one of those women that comes back to the house, doesn't tell anybody what you did on your date, and says, I'm not here to make friends with the other girls in the house, I'm here to establish a relationship with so-and-so, that's considered a villain. There's also your villains that shit-talk everybody on the show. There's someone like that. What I can tell you is this in regards to Joey's season. The woman who the other women don't really mesh with this season and don't get along with is Maria, who is in the final six. That doesn't mean that Maria is the worst human being walking the planet. It doesn't mean that people need to now go say, oh my gosh, what a bitch, and so light up her Instagram. We have to watch it play out. All I've been told is, because clearly there's one every season. There's never been a season where they didn't have somebody that did not mesh well with the rest of the group. This season, it's Maria. There's no way around it. So, what did she say? What did she do? We'll find all that out. Maybe I'll find out before the season starts, but we're going to watch it play out. Doesn't mean she's a horrible person. I mean, maybe it could. Maybe she is just the worst villain we've ever seen. But... I'm just laying it out there for what it is right now. She is the one that doesn't get along with the other women. Period. End of story. So take that for what you will. Does it mean the villain is not going to make the Final Four and she's going to get cut right before Final Four? I don't know. Maybe they do bring a villain to the Final Four. I don't know. I don't know what kind of villain she is. But facts are facts. This is what it is. So um, there's that. (laughs) to keep in mind I I just be careful about immediately going after people and calling them names and 
whatever. We don't even know, uh, you know, what happened yet. So keep that in mind going forward. And apparently yesterday when I was talking about the first impression rose with Leah, I guess I was pronouncing her name wrong. Is it Leah? Someone told me it's Leah, and that's what they were saying on the After the Fun Rose. I didn't even remember what they were saying on the After the Fun Rose. It very well could be Leia. Either way, Leia did get the first impression rose, but was eliminated in Montreal. Now, as I told you yesterday as well, in Montreal, there were four women that started the episode in Montreal, and by the end of the episode, they were no longer on the show. That's Jessica Edwards, Leia, Caitlin, and Lexi. What I do know is not all of them were eliminated at a rose ceremony, at the rose ceremony in Montreal. I just don't know who was what and by what the circumstances surrounding the exit were. Did somebody self-eliminate? Did somebody get sent home on a date? I don't know that yet, but as soon as I do, I'll let you know. All I do know is that all four were not eliminated at the rose ceremony. So I don't know if it was one or two or even three. And maybe they only had one go home at the rose ceremony. Not sure. But as soon as I can get to that answer, I will. Another thing to keep in mind in regards to Joey's filming. So I wanted to hype up today's podcast, number 361, coming out in a couple hours. It is with Cassidy Timbrooks. She was on Clayton's season. Remember in episode two, she got the first group date rose of the season and then rumors started flying around the house that she was talking about the fact that she had a fuck buddy back home and they were passing that around. It got back around to Clayton and basically Clayton took her group date rose away from her and she was gone in episode two. So for somebody who lasted two episodes, she did make quite the stir on Clayton's season. So we talk about that briefly and we talk about cuz she did nothing wrong most of the women on the show have somebody that they're hooking up with or at least seeing or have on the back burner and then they go and leave for the show thinking that well I'm not going to win so I could always have this in my back pocket when I come home guys do the same thing on this show it's not it's not a big deal anymore but so Cassidy did nothing wrong but I also want to point out that in today's interview if you don't follow Cassidy on Instagram you wouldn't know that for the last 3 months and I think we're at, you know, when we recorded, we were at 93 days sober. She is a little over three months sober now. And we talk about everything involving her journey with alcohol and how bad it got and what made her stop. And does she see herself falling off the wagon? Has she fallen off? the? Has she had a sip? Does she get tempted? All that stuff. She is very open and honest about her story and sharing it on the podcast was great. I hope you all listen. It's probably the last, I want to say it's the last 30 minutes of the podcast. The first 30 minutes is dedicated to Clayton's season and you know what happened last summer with Bachelor in Paradise because she didn't make it on. Talk about that briefly. And then we kind of get into everything involving her drinking and a failed relationship last summer um, after she never got cast on, on Paradise. So... It is a fascinating story. I thank her so much for being so vulnerable and opening up to everybody and sharing this story. And just listening to her in the podcast, I think you'll see that she is somebody that definitely can help somebody in the future, whether it's somebody that's listening to today's podcast who might be suffering in silence from the same thing and just hearing somebody 
like Cassidy herself, who was at a really bad place just last summer and has been able to get out of it for the time being and sitting at almost 100 days sober right now and how great she feels and what a decision it was in her life. I definitely think it's going to reach at least one person that's listening today. I don't know who, and these people might never come forward and and thank Cassidy for coming on or thank me for having her on or whatever, and that's fine. But I think it will reach somebody today. And then you'll hear Cassidy say that this is something that she wants to talk to people about in the future. Like be a spokesperson, talk to youth groups, stuff like that. Uh, And I think after listening to her on the podcast today, you'll see that she's got a really great head on her shoulders. And, you know, I couldn't be happier for her because what's interesting is last summer is when I first got in contact uh, with Cassidy and we had kept in touch here and there. And I didn't know any of this. You know, I don't know if that means she was just a great functioning alcoholic, but we talked and we sent numerous voice memos to each other last summer. And I, it never ever struck me that, what, is she drunk or something? Like it never came across that way. And then you listen to her in today's podcast and you listen to her tell her story on how much she drank and how frequent it was and all that. I mean, she fooled me. Not that I was looking for it, but she certainly fooled me. I had no idea. So when she posted on her Instagram stories recently that she had gotten sober, I was like, oh, I didn't even know she you know, was a big drinker. And I'm sure that's the case with a lot of people. So listen to her story. I think it's great. It's going to be up in a couple hours from now. That's podcast number 361 uh, with Cassidy Timbrooks. I really hope you take the time to listen to this and hear her story. All right, let's talk about it. Let me talk to you. No, the Joey spoilers, they're all fine and dandy. Great. Yay. We're down to final six. I gave you all the spoilers. Wonderful. I'm sorry, that's not nearly as important as what came out on Tuesday. Sami tweeted out yesterday, I put it out there, that the Page Six story, Bethany Frankel hosted a dinner party on Tuesday night, and there is a group picture from that dinner party, and Jenny Garth and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, or Tiffany Thiessen, were both in it. Now... The story insinuates that the feud may be over because they took a picture together. When you look at the picture, though, there's seven women in between where Jenny is standing and where Tiffany is standing. So I don't know if this picture means they're on good terms. I don't even know why both of them were at the same party. There was nothing in here that said people saw them talking. It just said people by this picture, that they were at the same dinner. Nobody reported anything about them cozying up, talking, holding hands, laughing, giggling, whatever. Nothing. So I don't know what this means. But you know me. I want to be the mediator that brings these two back together. Apparently, Bethany Frankel is stealing my thunder. However, you know one of the best parts about this picture is that Eliza Donovan is in it. We all remember her, don't we? Of course, I remember her because I'm currently watching the season where she guest starred twice. Remember her? Redhead? Ginger? Val's friend from Buffalo? 
who Val used, even though they were both in on the whole ploy, to make Val get back in good with her friends again. So they had Ginger steal Steve's watch, and the wife of Roger Corman lost her jewelry on the boat, and everyone pinpointed Ray as the thief because they put it in Ray's pocket, jacket pocket, and Donna pulled it out at a party and stuff like that. Anyway, the fact that Eliza Donovan is in this picture with Jenny and Tiffany, do you understand how excited my 90210 pants got during that? Because now I'm thinking, now I've got all these scenarios running through my head. Did Val and Ginger steal anything from the party? (laughs) Did Val and Ginger concoct some sort of scheme to make them look better at the party? This is the things I need to know. I Yes, I want to know if Jenny and uh, uh, Tiffany had a conversation and there's no beef between them anymore. But I'm kind of more interested to know if Val and Ginger ran their uh, scheme again. And then remember, I haven't gotten to this point in season six yet, but I'm at the point where David and Val have now become a couple. They've bonded over David's mom being in the hospital and what happened with Val and her past and her family trauma. And then in a few episodes from now, I don't know what episode Ginger comes back, but I think it's in the teens. And basically she blackmails Val and says, I want one night with David. Basically an indecent proposal. I want one night with David or I'm revealing to all your friends the scheme we pulled on them earlier in the season. Because she recorded it. (laughs) Of course she did. So seeing... (laughs) Yes, I'm calling them Val and Ginger. Seeing them together at the party was interesting. So this picture, this group picture had 11 people in it. Jenny Garth, Tiffany Thiessen, Bethany Frankel, Nene Leakes, Larsa Pippen, Eliza Donovan, Melissa Rivers... Tanya Rad, Cheryl Burke, former podcast guest, Rachel Levis, and Amanda Smith. Is that the order? Oh yeah, that is the order. Oh, I guess not not necessarily. But yeah, so there so it goes Jenny, then Nini, then Larsa, then Eliza, then Bethany, then Melissa Rivers, then Oh, Tanya Rad then Cheryl, and then Tiffany. So, yeah, it is exciting to know that they were able to at least be in the same picture together because for the longest time, we just haven't known why they are not close anymore. And maybe more will come out. Maybe we will hear Tiffany on Jenny and Tori's podcast. But I guess I wouldn't. I guess I had no hope before, and now there's a little hope. I'm very curious to know. And I'm also very curious to know, did Val and Ginger steal anything from the party? Someone needs to report that back to me. Because that was a great storyline, by the way. Because I think back in 1996... Was this 96? Season 6? Yeah, I started... No, it would have been 95. 95. 
their junior year of when they started junior year of college was 1995. That's when I started uh, my junior year of college. And when I watched the episodes at the time, I can now think back to it almost 30 years ago and remember I was thinking that Ray was the one that stole it. I don't think anyone saw the whole, oh, Ginger did it. And even if they did, they were like, oh, shit, what a surprise. Val ratted on her own friend. But then it ends up being Val and Ginger were in on it together just to win Val's back over with the group because they all hated her. Anyway, (laughs) and then the very next episode Kelly walks into the uh, Kelly walks into the uh, peach pit with her new boyfriend Colin, and Val is sitting there, and we find out that Val and Colin traveled the world together as teenagers, and immediately Kelly has to go back to hating Val. <laughs> what a great show! I swear, what great writing! Love it. Survivor last night. We are only four eliminations into this season. We started with 18. Now we're down to 14. Have we really had two people that essentially quit the show? Hannah was a flat-out quit. And Sean last night at Tribal Council telling the other four members of his tribe, I think they were Reba. Yeah, because he went over to Reba. Hey, vote me out. I'd rather be at home with my husband than be here. Please vote for me. And he got two votes. Didn't get all the votes. Didn't get a majority of the votes. But he got two of the votes. And he's like, I'm out of here. So to me, that's another quit. What is going on with the casting this season? I haven't looked at social media because I was watching the Ranger Astro game once Survivor was over. But are people jumping down Sean's throat as much as they were Hannah's? Because essentially it was the same thing. At least to me it was. He quit. If he's telling people to vote him out, he's quitting. And I guarantee if they wouldn't have voted him out, he would have quit. Because I can't imagine he gave that whole speech and brought to tears and then having to stay. I don't think he want. He didn't want to be there. So I hope he's getting the same amount of criticism as Hannah did because he deserves it. I'm sorry, that's quitting. And we don't like quitters when it comes to Survivor. Especially Probst. But I haven't read the reaction just yet. You know what? Let me go to my trusty source who will absolutely call somebody out for quitting on this show. Let me go to Eliza Orland's Twitter to see if she said anything because she will absolutely jump down somebody's throat for quitting. Anyway, let me look. (laughs) Here it is. 25 minutes ago, Eliza Orland's no to quitters in giant in all caps. And it's funny, when the episode was airing, someone re- someone tweeted, this is probably right around the time that the Tribal Council was going on, someone check on Eliza. And she retweeted that. So, and she said, when she, when she posted no to quitters, this is the video I made after the premiere of Survivor 45. But most importantly, The intensity of the casting process has been drastically reduced over the years. Watch it all the way through. And this was a TikTok video she made talking about how how she convinced production to put her on and how much she loves the show and loves the franchise. And really, 
cannot absolutely she cannot stand anybody who quits the show. I would think most people who played Survivor cannot stand anybody who quits the show. Some might just not be as vocal as Eliza is, but I love the fact that Eliza's vocal about it. I think it's hilarious. And I think it's hilarious that someone was watching and he decided to tweet out last night, someone check on Eliza while Sean was basically giving his quit speech. Well, there it was. Eliza, not happy. So I said the challenge began last night, and I guess technically it didn't. They did one of those preview shows. The premiere is next Wednesday night, the 25th. And for those that don't know, it's on MTV, and it's called... What's it called? (laughs) Oh, Battle for a New Champion. Everyone on there has never won before. So you got to keep that in mind. So I saw it on my DVR. I'm like, wait a second, it starts tonight? And no, it didn't. So it was one of those preview shows and probably get, you know, a background on a lot of the contestants and reintroduce ourselves to them because some of them are have only been on a couple seasons. Some of them were on, you know, only the Paramount Plus show. And so you got to reintroduce those people to the masses. But I'm looking forward to it just because it's going to be something new. We're going to have finally a new winner. Not that I'm... Tired of Legends? No, I'm not. And they still can't do a season with absolutely everybody there being new because we know they're bringing in 10 former Legends, but those Legends aren't coming on the show to join the cast. They're coming on the show to somehow play a role in these people, these contestants that are competing are going to have to beat a Legend at some point or something like that. I don't know if it means that if you never beat a legend that you can't get to the final, whatever. We'll find out once the show starts next week. But we do know they're bringing legends back, but not to compete. So I will be excited to have a new champion, men and women. It'd be great if Horacio and Olivia won just because they were so, so good on the last season and basically only got eliminated because Olivia had that awful injury that broke her face in half when the rock came back and hit her on the boomerang on the um, slingshot. So it'd be great if they won, but I don't know how they're doing it. If they're doing teams, if they're doing solo, it's probably going to be multiple winners. Maybe they have a man and a woman, but um, I can't wait to watch it. I'm always excited, especially the MTV show. So it'll be really good, but that starts next week for those that don't know. So set your DVRs now for MTV's battle for a new champion. The challenge starting next Wednesday night on October 25th. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. And don't forget, two hours from now, podcast number 361, an excellent, excellent interview. Very open and vulnerable conversation with Cassidy Tim Brooks from Clayton Season talking about being three months sober. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.